John's disciples and the Pharisees were fasting. And people came and said to him, Why do John's disciples and the disciples of the Pharisees fast, but your disciples do not fast? And Jesus said to them, Can the wedding guests fast while the bridegroom is with them? As long as the they have the bridegroom with them, they cannot fast. The days will come when the bridegroom is taken away from them, and then they will fast in that day. No one sews a piece of unshrunk cloth on an old garment. If he does, the patch tears away from it, the new from the old, and a worse tear is made. And no one puts new wine into old wineskins. If he does, the wine will burst the new the skins. And the wine is destroyed, and so are the skins. But new wine is for fresh wineskins. Mark 2, 18 through 22. Welcome to day 14 of The Chosen's 40 Days with Jesus, book 2. This is Danica, and you're listening to the Unlearning You podcast. Day 14, a new thing. Let's reiterate. The Pharisees and their disciples fasted. John the Baptist and his disciples fasted. Jesus and his disciples did not. The discrepancy was perplexing to some people, and so they asked Jesus, What gives? Why aren't you guys fasting? Since the inquiry was from some people and not the contentious teachers of the law, it was likely asked in earnest. Jesus must have thought so anyway, because he answered with the following three paraphrased parables. Parable 1. There's a time and a place for fasting, and now is not it. You fast once the groom leaves the wedding ceremony, not while everyone is still celebrating. Parable 2. Mending an old shirt with new fabric doesn't work. The new patch will shrink after washing and pull away from the shirt. Not only does that not fix anything, it makes it worse. Parable 3. Pouring new wine into old wineskin is a recipe for disaster. An old wineskin has already been stretched to capacity. It can't grow anymore. If you fill it with new wine that ferments and expands, the skins will burst and the wine will be wasted. Presumably, the people understood these illustrations a lot better than we do. Nowadays, they require a little sleuthing Because how many of us repair old clothes, select our own wine vessels, or fast over anything? Least of all a groom. But in order for us to understand how these parables answer the why isn't Jesus fasting question, we must first discern why the fasters were fasting. John the Baptist, the final old covenant prophet, preached the sobering message of repentance. His fasting was of the Old Testament Sabbath and ashes variety which was integrity-driven and honorable. Some of the Pharisees, the unrepentant ones, were a bunch of big fat phonies looking to appear pious and righteous. They didn't have an honorable bone in their self-serving bodies. So, there were two different motives derived from two different systems. One was in compliance to Old Covenant convention. The other was man-made, hypocritical garbage. Jesus wasn't about either. Hence, he didn't fast on the account of either. But Jesus is not anti-fasting, as we know. He fasted in the wilderness for 40 days and exhorts his followers to fast in private as well. Matthew 5 and 18. Different system, different motive. 
In plain English, and to sum it up, Jesus is using the parables to say, look, this is about what my disciples are doing, fasting or otherwise. It's about what I'm doing, and I'm doing something new. A new thing doesn't mix with the old, so relax. My guys will fast when I'm gone, but when I'm here, we're going to eat and celebrate my awesome new thing. That awesome new thing equals 100% Jesus. Trying to patch up old school dogma or self-righteous rule following with a little bit of Jesus will only tear things to shreds. Jesus can't be stitched over a works-based religion. His grace can't be poured into a vintage legalistic container. Jesus bursts the nonsense wide open. He is all about the new, the new thing only he can do in the new creations that only can be found in him. A lot of people uh, misunderstand fasting and I'm curious if any of you are regular fasters, how you do it, when you do it, if it's just you wake up one morning and feel God's leading you to fast, if it's from everything, if it's what some people call a dry fast, or you just have water, a dry fast is nothing at all, no water, uh, if you just fast from some foods, I know some churches do, um, uh, Daniel fast, but I think this is more than about fasting, I think it's talking about a new thing, because we already, we already talked about fasting, so this is more about a new thing. Let's talk about that. Have you ever tried to put something old into something new? Even if it's an old body and a new shirt that that doesn't quite fit right. Or, uh, let's see, something old into something new. Pouring, even pouring water into a bottle. Sometimes even that doesn't work because it will spill it or, or whatever. So what, what are some old things that you've tried to put into new operating systems and it just doesn't quite work? That's how it is with Jesus. When we try to bring our old selves into the new creation that we were created to be, he welcomes us and he loves it and he celebrates with us, yet... Our old selves just don't quite fit right. It's like a shirt that's too small, actually. You try to tug and pull and twist and stretch, and it's just, you know, it's your old favorite shirt because you've worn it for so long, but it's no longer comfortable because our thinking in the ways that we used to do things don't quite line up with the grace that's been given to us under under knowing who Jesus is and who we are in him. So let's let's turn it a little bit and ask if if there's been any times or even a time when you've really tried to fit your old self into your new self once you knew who Jesus was and and what what kind of lessons were learned from that. I love hearing stories about people's lives and, and their 
transformations and just how how God doesn't really like us to stay the way we were because he has so many things to give us that we can't use without having grown into the person that can use them. So please feel free to share because I truly do love hearing stories about each each person that I encounter actually because we all have one and I can tell you a bunch of stories where I try to fit my old wine into new wineskins and actually every day is new and trying to bring yesterday and today sometimes I'm guilty and it really doesn't work and not guilty in a way of oh my gosh there's shame and condemnation behind it but more of like Hmm. Well, I learned that, and I get to apply it today, and I learned that yesterday, and I get to apply it two days past, because I'm just still getting used to the new lesson in a new day. And what the beautiful part is about that is... There's such grace behind it and no shame and no condemnation and forgiveness is such a powerful 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 thing that we can offer ourselves so much better once we know who Christ is and who we are in him and why he did what he did it's because he loves us that took me a really long time to, to figure out and to practice and, and, and to put into practice. And so if there's something that you would like to discuss around that too, let's do it. Let's do it. Today's prayer focus is ask God to reveal what things you're doing with wrong motives. Pray that he'll burst any extra rules and legalism wide open and fill you with his grace and all things new. Moving forward, Jesus fasted in private but not in public. Explain why you think that is. Religious tradition is still alive and well. Are your actions motivated by more church practice and tradition or by celebrating Jesus' awesome new thing? We can't patch up our old lives with a little bit of Jesus. It's all or nothing. 100% Jesus equals a brand new us. What old thing do you need to let go of in order to surrender to the new? As always, those are some great questions that, again, I would encourage you to share share your thoughts with me, or if you'd like to talk them out, I'd love that too. So, you know how to find me, danicatrebel.com, danicatrebel worldwide on Instagram, we've got Unlearning You or Danica Trebel on Facebook, LinkedIn, here on Clubhouse, I just really would love to have a conversation and with that though as always I see you you matter and I love you God bless